Get it on your brain, Jim. Get it on your calendar. Get what on my brain? Get what on my IMTS. Calendar? Oh my God, that's right. I can't believe it. September 2018. It's 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 going to be here before we know it. Hold on. L- let me pull up my Gmail calendar right away. I'm going to actually book it out right now. That's Monday, September 10th through Saturday, September 15th. Six full days. My wife's going to kill me, but that's okay. IMTS is what it's all about. It's the place to learn new technologies and innovation. I'm going to register now. Make sure I got it on my calendar. I don't want to forget. I don't want it to slip through my hands. Jason, make sure you do too. Can yeah, I watch and, it? And we Pull would, it up right now because uh, I don't want you to forget. I'll put it in there. And you know what? We would love to see the Metalworking Nation there. I will be there about 9 o'clock every morning. I'm going to oh, drop no, my he kids won't. off at school and I'm going to go right over to I'll the be there at 9. Place. Jason won't. Oh, come on. Anyway, September 10th through the 15th, six full days, Monday through Saturday, imts.com. Register now and get it on your calendar and get it on your brain. You need to ask yourself the question based on the information and the knowledge that you have right now, Right, knowing that in a year... You need to evaluate that again, look at your measurables and say, I'm going to be doing X, Y, and Z and pick out what technology advancements that you're going to have. And if you need to reevaluate that and change it a year from now, that's okay. If the sound of a machine tool removing metal gets your blood pumping, then you are Metal Working Nation. This is Making Chips, where we talk all things metalworking, engineering and design, Production and tooling combined with business best practices, technology, marketing, news, and new media for manufacturing professionals. Here are your hosts, business owners, metalworking experts, and guys who get dirty on the factory floor, Jim Carr and Jason Zanger. Now, let's make some chips. Hello, Metalworking Nation. We are back at the Digital Manufacturing and Design Innovation Institute with a continuation of questions. I love questions, Jim. You do. You're you're kind of a question guy, but so I'm here. I got Jim here. I'm going to ask him a bunch of questions. I'm I'm st- I'm still here. I'm cold. I got my coat on. You're always cold. It's cold in this room. So for everybody, Jim likes to wear suits or jackets all the time. He doesn't just wear them because he's fashionable. He wears them because he's always cold. cold. Yeah. But anyway, it's a, our room that we're in, unfortunately, today is a little cold, but uh, I got my winter coat on. But that's okay. I get fired up with a, when I'm talking to Jason, and um, we've got another great podcast to bring you today to ho- hopefully we can equip and inspire you to do something better. And I'm confident that I'll get fired up and warmed up when we get into this conversation. Yeah, we've, we're going to uh, go through the second question in the five questions every manufacturer leader needs to ask themselves. And what is that question? What technology advancements are in your future? Okay, okay. Well, and we, we changed that a little bit. It started out as what technology advancements do you need? But Jim and I, you know, we like to look out in the future a little yeah. bit. So we, we thought we would call it what technology advancements are in your future. Yeah. Well, I definitely can elaborate on that. But before we get on to the main episode, we wanted to talk a little bit about manufacturing news. And Jason's got a follow-up 
to one that we talked about about uh, six to eight weeks ago. And what was that, Jason? Oh, it was way longer than six to eight weeks ago. It oh, was, really? It was, it was a long time ago that we initially talked about What's this. What's a long time ago? I don't know, a year? Okay. Um, so we talked about Apple made this announcement. Um, Apple, like your iPhone, your Mac computer, which I have. Most people know what an Apple yes. is. Yes. Um, oh, by the way, I got to tell you this. I was with my son a couple of weeks ago, and he said, Dad, you really need to get an iPhone. Nice. He said... An Android is not your brand. I've been meaning to tell you that. That's funny. And now I'm telling the metalworking nation. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Good, Isn't that? So go him. ahead. Go ahead. So we talked about this. You know, it, it had to have been about a year ago where Apple announced um, it was like a press release that they were coming out with this advanced manufacturing fund. And I think Jim found it and he was really excited. He thought it was a great thing. Um, and, you know, I kind of I'm, I'm a big fan of Apple. I love their products. They work really cohesively together and it just it just works. And Jim doesn't. But he was really excited well, about this. That. Yeah. But yeah. Um, I, kinda, I mean, obviously, they're doing something right. Yeah, I kind of had an eye of suspicion, you know, because I know from experience being an Apple user that they don't do things out of the goodness of their hearts generally. They do things in order to put profit in their pockets. And um, I was I like, bet. Jim, I, would I you, don't... Would you ask that to Tim Cook? If, you, if he was sitting in this room, would you Would you say I that? would. Yeah, okay. I would. I, okay. I certainly would. So they, they announced that they were going to put $1 billion into this advanced manufacturing fund. And with whenever, a B. With a B, yeah. And whenever you hear, you know, um, about a fund, you always think, well, this is money that they're putting into something to fund manufacturing and yes that's what they said that they were doing it's charitable it, yeah it's charitable but it's not what'd you find out well first of all it, it was a good it was a good marketing ploy i guess you would say in order to say we're doing all these great things for manufacturing but i i, I pulled up this article in um the motley fool uh, which is an investments website uh written on december 14th 2017 or this december for this december that's 14th. not fake news is it uh, the Motley Fool is not fake news. Okay, no, they're good. a very reputable okay, good. Uh, investment uh, resource. Um, they've been around for, for a long time. And essentially what the Motley Fool is saying is that, um, I'm going to quote them, it's starting to look like the awards that Apple is doling out from this advanced manufacturing fund are really just prepayments in disguise. So in order to make a computer or an iPhone, you have to put a lot of little components in there. And apparently, um, because of the sheer volume that Apple has, you know, they could really bury a manufacturing company. And so they do a lot of these prepayments. And so essentially what they're doing is that they're taking a process that they already do, which is to give a manufacturer money in advance to make something for them and spinning it into marketing by calling it an advanced manufacturing fund. So I guess, um, you well, know, good for them. Well, I mean, I yeah, it's smart. It's from their market. I mean, we all know that there is not marketing a better marketer than, than Apple. So well, they're one, e- of, they're one of the good ones. So, I will have to say, so they've even taken their, um, accounts payable process and made it a, a marketing thing. Sure. <laughs> so it's kind of interesting. Um, but yeah, and a billion dollars for them, uh, prepayments for manufacturing, Supplies That's nothing. is nothing. I mean, nothing. they're they're spending fifty billion dollars a year with domestic suppliers in the United States. It says so. Um, check out this article if you want more information. But I just thought it was interesting, especially as it relates to what we talked about in the past. Now that we have some additional information, and so in related to that, 
really close to us, they're the um, one of their biggest suppliers, Foxconn, yeah. is actually building a gigantic manufacturing plant in Wisconsin, close to the border with with Illinois. But I'm hoping that it's going to provide a big opportunity for um, for my company, for my wife's company, for Car Machine and Tool, for all of the customers that I that I deal with, and and I'd love to see more about this. I don't know. Um, a lot of details as far as what's going on, but they're building, uh, Foxconn is building a huge manufacturing plant to manufacture um, the iPhone or at least components of the iPhone really close by. So if anybody knows anything about it, we would love to um, have you contact us and, and let us know oh, more yeah, information. I, mean, I, would, I would love to hear more about that. So Jim, what is what is going on with uh, Jim Carr or Car Machine Tool? Well, I just had recently about my son telling me about, uh, you know, Dad, you really need to get off the Android system and, and onto an iOS. And, uh, he, you know, I had mentioned uh, a couple of weeks ago on an earlier show that uh, he's thinking about going to uh, California to live. And lo and behold, uh, he's doing co- it. He's doing it. Uh, I went out with them on a whim. It was a, we had two days notice, booked the airfare, went out there, looked at properties. Wow. That was a. Uh, that was a culture shock. So you also just got back from the West Coast with just your wife, I did, right? I did. We went to Seattle. It's been on our bucket list for uh, quite a few years now, and uh, we decided we were going to do it. You know, it's off season, and we stayed at a great hotel, and we took in some sites and had some great meals, and there's a big manufacturing community out there as well. So. Mm-hmm. Um, big aerospace and aviation is one of the big industries out there, but yeah. Uh, I, I've been traveling a lot, and it uh, looks like uh, 2018 is going to be traveling just as much or more. So You better get back to work, though. I know. Well, I'm I'm at an age in my life that uh, I'm going to start things. pulling back just a little bit. Good for you. So Good for you. Thanks for asking. Yeah. Life is good. Yes. Life is great. That's how, one of Zenger's core values. I know it is. I know it is. So how about you? Um, well, the exciting news is that... Um, my sister is going to be off for six or eight weeks. I don't remember exactly what it is. Uh, she's having a baby, That's so awesome. I know. So very excited for her, and um, go Lisa. She's going to be she's going to be missed while she's gone, but we've got her uh, position covered, and yeah, hopefully she can get some time alone with the little baby, and uh, hopefully everything goes well. She might. Does she know have, she's having a boy or girl? Uh, she's having a girl. Oh, okay. Yep. 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 Well, baby. she's having the girl, and you're having all the boys. Yep. Exactly. Is so, that? Yep. Yep. I got one girl and three boys. Wow. Yeah. So it's. It's fun times, so it's good. Good for you. Yeah. Good for her. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Good for you both. Yeah. Well, I, I wish her the best, and um, uh, of course, always hope that you know she she has a healthy healthy baby, and that's ultimately what you want. So. You got it. Absolutely. So speaking of babies, I know whenever you get a new machine tool, you always call it your baby. I do. Yeah. As a matter of fact, you, you feel very emotionally connected to that new piece of machinery. Actually, our last CNC machine, our office manager Linda named it oh okay and she named it a girl's name Maisie so it's a Mazak nice and we named the machine tool Maisie nice um, just to give it a little yeah. bit more feminine thing and cool. uh, she, she said she's tired of you know being a minority at car machine and tool so <laughs> now we have a, a female machine tool so nice. yeah and it's always a good thing when you get a new machine tool everyone gets excited and you know new technologies and um Got to do it. So, so let's talk about that. I think one of the most important things that that a manufacturing leader can reflect on, um, because we chose it as one of those five questions, is 
you know, what technology is part of your future? Um, I think it's important to really look out in the future and say, you know, this is what my manufacturing company is is going to look like. I know Brian Panic. we had an um, a interview with him where he talked about robotics in, in his plant, and he really took that on as, you know, his baby that he was going to really take ownership of the robotics side of the company. He, he names all of his robots, too. I think he I think he's up to like 60 or 80 robots now, and he I think he, it's 42. Okay, four, 40s, but he doesn't name them anymore. He named like the first. Oh, well, I don't know about know, that. Yeah, he I, did. I, I, think he's, I think he's stopped naming them by the 40s, but right. I know in the very beginning he was giving each of those robots a name. And, you know, for him, you know, really looking out at his company and saying, I need to bring robotics here was um, very important. And now it's, it's, part of what has gotten his company to to where it is now. Um, and I think that that's something that's important for every manufacturing leader to go out there and say, what does my technology uh, it look like in, in the future? So, um, oh boy, I can when, when you look, when you, when you look out, so let's, this, I think this is related to the last two episodes that we have, which I would definitely recommend for anybody listening right now, if they haven't listened to those previous two episodes, stop, go back to those, and then come back to this episode. Yeah, because it's related and it's relevant. Absolutely. But you need to um, say to yourself, you know, in 10 years, what does my company look like? And I know that you expressed that, Jim, when we were at the latest um, Sandvik roundtable on digitization. You, I think, gave a, a very good indication of what you wanted your um, manufacturing company to look like. Do you remember what that was? Well, I, I, quite frankly, I don't remember exactly what I said, but I do know what technology is in my very short-term future. So you probably want to project out maybe three years for what your technology looks well, like. Well, technology's changed too. Remember, oh, Jason? absolutely. So um, I don't know. I don't know what technologies are. Go- I'm going to have at my resources beyond that three year but re- term. But remember, you can these. Whenever you ask yourself these questions, you I can mean, you can reevaluate them. So oh, I think you, I think you need to ask yourself the question based on the information and the knowledge that you have right now. Right, knowing that in a year. You need to evaluate that again, look at your measurables and say, I'm going to be doing X, Y, and Z. And again, this it's important to go back to the previous episode and um, pick out what technology advancements that you're going to have. And if you need to reevaluate that and change it a year from now, that's okay. You know, it's not like you're chiseling this in stone or anything like that. Right. So, of course, for me, and I, I don't know if you're asking. I but, am. Um, machine tool technologies that's number one is number one but i could certainly break that down because it's a very vague answer Mm -hmm. machine tool technology is what that means to jim carr car machine and tool and my my team there is we're heavily into cnc milling we do vertical and now horizontal milling we feel as though we have mastered that particular type of machining, but we want to move on into different types of machining. So we really would like to add uh, a turning center with live tooling on it just to diversify our product offerings. Um, We would like to go maybe into um, EDM equipment and and do that as a secondary um, operation. But I think, too, even to break it down even further, I think... If I buy that vertical machining center or that horizontal machining center, what specific technologies do I want to get? I know for one, I'll never buy another 
brand new CNC machine tool without through the spindle coolant. I'll Absolutely. never buy another machine tool without a probing option, like a Renishaw probe. Absolutely. I know I would never get it if it didn't have high-speed machining. So If it as, wasn't digitally connected out of the box. If it did not have digital MT Connect or Haas Connect or whatever the respective machine tool manufacturers call their... It needs to have some kind of out-of-the-box you know, right. way to capture that digital information in order to make your job that much easier. Right. Now, that's another technology that we haven't talked about yet, but that is definitely one that I can definitely see three or five years down the line. I am going to be taking that, extracting that data from my machine tools, and I'm going to be using it in some capacity. What that is, I have no idea. But all I know is I want to be my machines to be equipped to have that so when I can pull the trigger on adopting that technology, it's there for me. But ERP systems is another big thing. We're looking at, you know, junking what we have right now and starting fresh with a brand new ERP system. And I think that is really, really, really going to push us to the next level because it will consolidate all of our procedures and our process and it will make us more cognizant of recording processes, procedures, certification processes. Yeah, your ISO certification, everything like everything, that. Everything. It, it can all be encompassed in one central location that everybody in the entire company has access to. Different levels of access, but everyone's going to be integrated into that ERP system and we'll all be working off one thing. So, so are you, are you, what about your tooling? Do you want to have the most advanced tooling? Well, or do you I, want to use like 20-year-old um, I tooling? believe that we are the trailblazers in tooling in my shop. The tooling and technology that, is important, you know? I mean, honestly, I have not seen anything groundbreaking in cutting tool technologies in a while. And what I'm only doing is I'm going back to when they came out with those chatter-free end mills about 10 years ago, and I think it revolutionized the way we remove metal. I don't think I've seen anything that impactful in the last 10 years. That's just me. Yeah. Maybe maybe I should have a Zenger's uh, rep in my. Yeah, it's de- it's definitely. I mean, it's definitely not true. I mean, tech- tooling technology it makes leaps and bounds on a yearly basis. Both uh, you know the carbide and well, you I know, said the carbide. coatings and the, the geometry, coatings are huge. The, the geometry is the geometry. Yep, yeah, yeah. Um, they, they make there. There's some significant bumps that that happen quite a bit. So, but has there been anything as impactful as that variable pitch? Chatter-free end mill, because yeah, that really I, kind of revolutionized everything. Yeah, absolutely. There's a there's a lot of um, new products out there that that take geometries and really push the way you can process a part, how fast you can do it, the depth of cut, everything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, there's definitely been a lot of um, leaps and bounds, such that a manufacturer can really make you know, significant jumps in, um, in cost savings when, when they utilize that new technology. So I very much think that, you know, tooling technology, um, while it doesn't get the same credit that, um, you know, a machine tool Tool does, um, really needs to be, Oh, I agree with you. It's really important. It needs to be on, it needs to be on the radar and you need to, you need to be committed to, you know, are we going to have the latest tooling technology and are we going to partner with somebody that can bring that to the table? Because I think the one thing that, um, you know, a lot of manufacturing, companies, a lot of manufacturing leaders miss is that they say to themselves, well, 
I need to find where I can get this the cheapest as opposed to I need to partner up with somebody that is going to help me to advance my technology, save me money. And there's a lot of things that you can put into place like in order to um, you know, hold your technology provider accountable for helping you to achieve those goals. I mean, that's something that we're starting to put into our, I guess, value offering is is helping our um, clients to really realize the return on investment that they make with the tooling technology by having very clear performance indicators for for what we do. So it, it's definitely relevant. It's definitely something you have to stay on top of. And um, it, it's definitely part, it's one piece of the, of the technology spectrum that you need to, to look at going forward. Yeah, there's there's a lot of um, automation is the is another automation one. is huge. It's huge. Yeah, uh, if you if you're not thinking about automating your systems now, you're going to be left behind. Uh, and I, I don't agree. know what that means for it, for you. It could machine. just be quick quick change systems. You know, it could uh, be it could be. But you need to start rethinking how you're going to automate that because or it could be a pallet system. I mean, you know, it could be a, a lot of different. It could be things. anything. Um, it could be, you know, a rotary table. It could be, you know, it could be anything. But those are the big advancements in technology that I'm going to be really being cognizant of going forward. So what I what I would suggest and is, implementation. In yeah, the next well, and that's the key. Years, well, the one thing you, the one thing you have to make sure is that you don't overwhelm yourself with I'm going to be doing these ten things because, as I mentioned in the previous episode, one of the mistakes that I consistently made with my rocks, my priorities, um, whatever you want to call them, was that I tried to take too many on at one time. Mm-hmm. So you need to say to yourself, Am I trying to accomplish too much in the next three years? And and make sure you're really clear on what you actually can achieve so like when you say to me specific measurable actionable realistic time bound exciting and relevant yep there you go Uh, because like when you say to me you want to have more horizontals a turning center edm digitization a new erp system sounds like a lot it really does. I mean, I'm not saying you can't do it but baby steps i oh i know i know i know i know what i need to go I'm going to take the easiest route I can to get there, but I know which of those that I just talked about is the most important. Is going to be the one that's going to be most impactful for my business. There you go. Which one is it? I'm going to wait. I'm not going to say it right <laughs> okay. now. I, okay. I don't feel like I. I don't want to blurt it out right now because it could change. But I'm pretty confident I know which one. So it what? Is. So what I would suggest is like look out in three years and say. This is what I want the future of my technology to sure. look like, and then and break changes. that down to one year, and and then you have to really figure out so you don't break the bank by borrowing money. Um, you know how do I make sure that I have clear um, ROI goals in order to um, you know be fiscally responsible? Right. And I just want to reiterate that it's okay to switch it up. Now this summer, I shared with you, I shared with the Metalworking Nation that I was looking at a five-axis CNC that completely got turned on its head. I didn't buy one, and I don't see one in my immediate future right now. So it's okay to think big, and if it doesn't work out, it's okay to swap out something else. But just the fact that you've got to be striving forward in, in, in the things that you want, your goal setting. You know, just Absolutely. because not every part needs to be made on a five axis. Not machine. every part does, and I know, remember somebody. Your said, customers are leading the the yeah the way you're. I remember moving. somebody said to me once, "Well, you know, if you don't have a five axis machine, you're going to be you know out of business." And I'm like, "Well, 
right now, I don't think that's true. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, because it's just not like, every well, part is a five-axis part, and if you're going to make you know parts that don't need a five-axis machine on a five-axis machine, it's going to cost you more. Exactly. You're going to have to have a different operator, and the machine is going to be more expensive. Yeah, so I shared what technologies were important to me in a machine shop environment, what technologies are important to Jason Zanger and Zanger's Industrial and Black that you're thinking about for the future. Well, a lot of, a lot of what I look at goes to serve the company, but also goes to serve our clients. And I listed a lot of the same things that you did. I mean, first and foremost, we need to be on top of the latest in tooling technology so that we can you bring do. that to our, our clients. Um, I think that we need to be on top of the latest in marketing um, technology so mm. that my customers mm. like you, Jim, mm-hmm. are not thinking that tooling hasn't advanced when in fact it has. And so I need to be better at making you more aware of what some of those advancements are so that you can utilize them in your shop. So that goes to the marketing of those products. Um, And then I've looked at, and we talked about this um, at the Sandvik Roundtable, I'm looking at the possibility of, you know, do I implement some type of digitization product to sell to our clients in order to help them to make that leap or to, um, you know, elevate their um, their digitization because I've already yeah, because got... remember if you don't ha- if your if your shop isn't digital in five years you're going out of business. That's what they. That's, that's what, what they said. Us. That's and what they're boy, telling I us. I pushed back hard on that. Yeah, one. you did, yeah. and and you know, but at the same was, time, you're looking to do it. it I am looking years. to do it. I am so, looking to do it, but um, that one was a little bit painful to hear. Because I feel that they were pushing it a little bit, but that's okay. I can I can take it. I I uh, marked it down. I'm cognizant of it, and I'm going to make efforts to implement that in the next five years. Yeah, I mean, there, it's kind of funny because you know we're talking about all this advanced you know technology and machinery, and I and I actually um, have a client who has the latest in you know advanced CNC um, mills and turning centers and Swiss machines, but they also have a department of screw machines, manual, non CNC screw machines, and they make parts really quickly. And for a certain type of part, just like not every part needs to make, be made on a five axis machine, right. there's a lot of parts that could be made on a yes. um, on a old school screw machine right. less expensively. I know than, people that do that you know, too. Yeah. And, yeah. and you know, they, they're looking to buy some more. And you, know, you, so you have to be smart about the technology advancements that you do make. I agree. So what else is like so ERP? ERP I, I would say so. A new so website as, as it relates new... to yeah. So we need to be able to automate. Um, I wrote that down, and that goes to having a, a new website, which we're going to be um, releasing very soon, so that customers, especially the newer generation, can self-service themselves yep. because that's what they want to do. Yep. Um, and also getting into different ways to you know automate our processes to make things more seamless. I mean, we want to be able to be you know more consultative to our customers, but at the same time, we we need to be able to make things easier and more seamless for them to, to interact with us. You've heard about Industry 4.0 or exactly. the Internet of Things. I yeah. think it's going to be the Amazon of Things. I think that our life is going to be so Amazon-centric because everybody utilizes Amazon to buy. I mean, my, you can do your grocery shopping. Oh, now. absolutely. You can, you can buy anything you want, basically anything you want on Amazon. And that whole experience of buying, procuring, getting delivering, shipping. I think that the way we buy cutting tools is going to be like that 
very very soon yeah and it's it's funny because you know everybody's like oh you can buy everything from amazon and get it the next day and and you know i kind of like rolled my eyes at that and i was and you know i thought to myself well you know we've been doing that for you know 20 30 years and even same day <laughs> in a lot of cases sure or amazon's doing things same day too and we've been doing same day for 20 or 30 years but w- as it relates to technology we need to be able to um keep up or at least serve our customers in the best way possible as it relates to some of the technology that you know Amazon is bringing forward. I mean, you know, for for some of our you know biggest clients, I mean, we have vending systems installed on their shop floor. We're gathering data and intelligence in order to help them to um, implement you know cost savings. I mean, those are a lot of the the technology things that we're doing now that we're gonna we're gonna be doing better. We're going to have our team better equipped in order to utilize that data in order to drive savings at our customer. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, they, you know, just the technology as it relates to, you know, these vending systems are are just, you know, mind-boggling at times. I mean, mm-hmm. you're talking about having RFID chips and tools, and you don't even have to check things and check them out. Um, I mean, I've made presentations on that before, and it's if somebody wants to make that investment and we can calculate a return, I mean, the technology is there already. In closing, Jim, I would urge you to look at three years from now, like like we talked about in the previous episode, and write Ide- down- Identify some of those Identify what that technology is going to look like. And, and I'm going to do that same thing. I think, you know, I haven't And don't been, overextend. And don't overextend and, and make sure that you can get that return and make sure that it's, you know, serving your clients in, in the best way possible. Yeah. Don't just say yes to technology because it's fancy and it looks nice. Right, right. You have to really want it, and you have it. It has to meet all those smarter goals that we just talked about. So, we're going to do that today. You want to write down our yeah, technology I'd love advancements? To. You know, I I'm doing it much more often than I was ten years ago. I wasn't even doing it ten years ago. I mean, think about it ten years ago, and it does help. I I know sometimes a lot of what Jason says may sound a little funny, and you know. Uh, forward thinking, and but let me tell you, I I have been uh, doing these things uh, now often for the last twenty four months, and little specific baby changes, and it does make a, a big difference in your overall way your company runs and um, operates. Great, yeah, love it, yeah. So if you have any other questions, or if you want to share any of the. Uh, technologies that you're thinking about implementing in your company. Yeah, did Jim and I miss something? Yeah, I mean, maybe we bounce you know, it off of us. Let us know. Uh, you know, just shoot us an email. You know how to get a hold of us. Jim at Jason at makingchips.com. We'd be happy to um, put it out to the metalworking nation and see what they think. Maybe we can get some feedback for you specifically. Yeah, and we, we've you know we've gathered a lot of questions from the, the metalworking nation and we always love to bring those questions um, to an episode. So if you have a question for us ask us and it's not that Jim and I are the smartest guys in the room and that you know but we definitely Definitely know a lot of people and we can get the answers to your questions you bet so with that bam bam this podcast exists to improve the manufacturing industry we want to hear from you the owners managers leaders and engineers from the metalworking nation what ideas do you want to share and what keeps you up at night We want you to take something away from this podcast that you can use to improve your company, your team, and yourself. So let us know what you want to hear, and we'll see you next time on Making Chips. Foxconn is actually building a gigantic website, allegedly. Um, A website or a facility?
<laughs> Ryan scratched that. <laughs> They're building a huge website. <laughs> it's going to be gigantic, and it's bringing a ton of jobs. <laughs> well, a website could do that, I guess. <laughs> I guess so. Thanks for correcting me, Jim. No problem. Anyway, let me start.